Welcome to Budweiser's weekday sports beat. I'm catching on the hosel, right? Yeah, right, right. Moving my head. Yeah. Clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My swing feels like an unfolding lawn chair. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess. Four, please. Darren Pritchett is now broadcasting. Oh, wow! In your life have you seen anything like that? On Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Good afternoon, everyone. Sportsbeat on the air on 960 AM WSBT, streaming live at WSBTradio.com. And with our free WSBT radio app, Darren Pritchett with you on this Friday, June the 17th of 2022. It is eight minutes after five o'clock. Two hours of Budweiser's weekday Sportsbeat brought to you by our title sponsor, Budweiser, the king of beers. Locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Baseball fans, this Bud's for you. By Tim Ground State Farm Insurance, please mention Sportsbeat. You'll get a free gift with your free quote. Give Tim a call at 232-9981. By Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger. Serving our community while serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. By the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end Find out how at FeedIndiana.org. By the St. Joseph County 4-H Fair, summer starts here July 1st through the 9th. Get details at 4hfair.com. And by Pet Refuge, urging you to adopt, don't shop, where new beginnings have happy endings. Great to have you on board. We've got sports beat until 7 o'clock tonight. Then at 7.20, South Bend Cubs baseball, South Bend at the Quad Cities River Bandits. Well, it's an exciting day for baseball fans across the country that enjoy the College World Series. It kicked off this afternoon in Omaha, Nebraska. And, of course, extra excitement here in South Bend and for Irish fans across the country as Notre Dame, for the third time in program history, have advanced to the pinnacle of college baseball, the College World Series, one of eight teams trying to win a national championship over the next 12 days. So we're going to talk about the College World Series. We're going to set up the matchup with the Texas Longhorns coming up in just a couple of moments. Also coming up this hour, our Twitter question of the day, which ties in what happened on Sunday with the Notre Dame baseball team winning at Tennessee. We'll have comments from Notre Dame baseball coach Link Jared coming up later on this hour. What the players should expect playing in the College World Series. Link was a Florida State infielder, and played in the College World Series three times. Link Jarrett on how to beat Texas, the Texas offense, which is dynamic, and how will this ballpark play in Omaha? I think the Irish are playing at a ballpark that suits their offense well. We'll talk more about that coming up in just a little bit. We've got our My 5 question of the day. Also coming up later on in the program at 6.06 with the U.S. Open, Taking place right now, round number two at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. We're going to talk some golf with Matt Harrell, Blackthorn Golf Club teaching pro. We're going to spend some time talking about his goals as a teacher, his favorite swing or two on the PGA Tour, and some thoughts on our national championship taking place near Boston 
this week. And our sports wagering segment also coming up as we talk a little baseball, a little golf, and everything in between. Budweiser's weekday sports beat from Sports Radio 960 WSBT. The first pitch and the first pitch of the night. And we are ready for the first pitch. Into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Well, I don't have a huge pitch for you tonight. You already know this if you follow Notre Dame Athletics, that the Irish baseball team has one of the best coaches in America, and he was recognized today. Link Jarrett has been named the Mike Martin National Coach of the Year by the National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association. This is the second straight year that Coach Jarrett has won a national award. He was the D1 Baseball's Coach of the Year in 2021. 85 and 30 is Jarrett's record at Notre Dame, including leading the Fighting Irish to a 40 and 15 record this year at a spot in the College World Series. Congratulations to Coach Jarrett on this well-deserved honor as he has truly turned around the Notre Dame baseball program in his three years. So for the Irish, they will take on one of the great programs in college baseball. This is the 75th College World Series. This is the 38th time the Texas Longhorns have participated. They might as well just buy their own hotel. They can rent it out for the other, what, 50 weeks of the year and the two weeks that the College World Series takes place. They'll have their place to stay taken care of. Remarkable. These two teams have only met six times previously. Each side has won three games, none bigger than this particular matchup. As I documented last night, the Irish had to go on the road for the regional, beat the host school one time. Then they went to the Super Regional and faced the best team in college baseball. Three games in Knoxville, and the Irish took down number one Tennessee two games to one. So after playing in two hostile environments, this is a piece of cake tonight. Yeah, you're playing a great team, but it's on a neutral field. You will not have 25,000 fans cheering against you. There's going to be some Irish fans. There's going to be some Texas fans. And then there's just going to be baseball fans. And who knows? They might side with the Fighting Irish against the big dog, the Texas Longhorns. Everybody kind of loves to root against Texas, the horn down thing. Maybe Notre Dame, a team, not necessarily baseball, but football. You either love them or you don't like them. They're just one of those programs that falls into that category. Who knows? Notre Dame might become the darling of this College World Series with the way they play. They don't just rely on the long ball. They steal bases. They hit balls in the gap. They take the extra base. They play terrific defense. They've got a deep bullpen. This is a really, really good team. And the Irish are not afraid to play away from Frank X Stadium. Under head coach Link Jarrett, in three years, Notre Dame's record away from Frank X Stadium is 52-21. and 21. That is a 7-12 winning percentage away from Frank X Stadium. 7-12 is a heck of a home record or a heck of a home winning percentage. But that's the road winning percentage, 7-12. 
This year, the Fighting Irish are 12-9 in true road games and 11-3 in neutral site games. Tonight is a neutral site game. You think back to what this team has accomplished since Link Jarrett took over this program, the shortened COVID year in 2020 through what has happened so far in the NCAA tournament. The Irish are 85-30 and 30 since the start of the 2020 campaign. That's a 739 winning percentage. That is second in the NCAA over that time span. The only team with a better winning percentage than Notre Dame over the last three years, the team they ousted last weekend, the Tennessee Volunteers. The Irish do it in many ways. I documented they'll play small ball. They can power up, but they've got a really good pitching staff. The Irish are 12th nationally and first in the ACC and Team ERA at 3.95. When you consider all the opponents have an aluminum bat in hand, that's a pretty good ERA. They have given up only 216 earned runs in 491 and two-thirds innings this season. The Irish can pitch with anybody in this College World Series. Stanford, Texas both have terrific pitching staffs. Texas A&M not overly impressive. They pound the baseball, but they're trailing Oklahoma. Top of the eighth inning in the first game of the College World Series as we speak. Sooners 12, Aggies 8, Texas A&M the number five overall seed. Down big early in this game. They're battling back, but it's still Oklahoma by four, 12-8 in the top of the eighth inning. For this Irish baseball team, just missing out on the College World Series last year. This year, they got over the hump, and what a way to do it, beating number one Tennessee in Knoxville. Down 3-1 in the seventh inning of the deciding game three. They come back, and they hand the Volunteers a 7-3 defeat. The Irish have gotten to the point that they dreamt about last year. Omaha College World Series but Link Jarrett wants to make sure this team is not satisfied just making it to Omaha well man I want them to I want them to enjoy this and enjoy today I, I didn't put a huge emphasis on trying to pivot and and maybe change the mindset of what's going on um, there's a lot that's coming at all of us there's a lot that's coming at our staff the players are dealing with a lot and I think having them in a relaxed frame of mind. Now, until we actually started practice, then it, it's different. But now I want them to enjoy it and, and soak in some of the moments that are hard to ever repeat, like some of the things that happened in Knoxville and listen to them talk about it. it I want them to enjoy that because it's very hard to get to the regional. It's hard to get to Knoxville in a super regional. It's tough. And, and this is uh, this is just the pinnacle of what they've done from a competitive level. And I wanted to enjoy the last couple of days and enjoy today and enjoy riding on the plane. And they got some great gear um, from Under Armour. So it's, it's fun, and it needs to be fun. Now, it'll cycle itself back to, all right, how do you find a way to beat Texas, who's really good. But they need to enjoy and mentally throttle down a little bit right now. 
Well, Coach Jarrett believes in this team. They've had some obstacles to overcome along the way during this 2022 campaign. Going from all those early season road trips to get out of the snow here in South Bend to now making it to the College World Series. This is trip 13, I think. So, and you're playing other super regional caliber, College World Series caliber programs. So those events in the ACC turn into super regional weekends. When you go to Louisville, you go to Raleigh, Tallahassee, Miami, Duke. Like they're teams that have all been through it. And then you catch your breath and play at home here. Um, that's a challenge in itself. And then to go into that with Texas Tech and Georgia Southern, those teams are great. Greensboro played seven games in the conference tournament. So you want to talk about hot? They ran through and had to play seven games and ten run. Each one of their games, they got better. And I know. So you then walk into, holy cow, like this is as tough a regional in a very tough place that we could draw. And then you see right away who you're matched up with. So it's been one challenge after another. But the combination of their makeup and character with the weathering and seasoning that comes with what we deal with and trying to manage all of the things on their plate, probably my biggest job is to control the atmosphere they deal with every day. Like, no team has endured more than this group. None. And, uh, they deserve this, man. They deserve this, this trip. There's no question about that. And in terms of this Notre Dame team beating number one Tennessee, it has really changed the storyline in Omaha. Tennessee was supposed to win the College World Series. They led the country in home runs. They led the country in ERA. That's really, really hard to do. But Notre Dame knocked them off, and now all of a sudden, the storyline has switched from how much is Tennessee going to win by to who in the world is going to win the College World Series? Listening to the ESPN commentators during this Oklahoma-Texas A&M game this afternoon, they believe it is absolutely wide open. Any of the eight teams could win it. If Tennessee was there, the story would have been Tennessee being the best team all year. And could they finish off a magical season? Well, they never got the chance to get to Omaha. Notre Dame wrecked those chances. And now the Irish have become one of the teams being talked about that could win the whole thing in Omaha. You look at before the Texas A&M-Oklahoma game started, which was the first game of the College World Series, some of the betting odds on who was going to win the College World Series. The two teams that had the worst odds of winning the College World Series, the least chance to win it, Ole Miss and Oklahoma, both at plus 800. The sixth best odds to win the College World Series, the Auburn Tigers at plus 650, followed by Texas A&M. They were the fifth betting favorite at plus 600. Then you get into the top four. Arkansas and Notre Dame are tied for third 
with odds of plus 500 to win the College World Series and the co-favorites to win the whole thing in Omaha. Notre Dame's opponent tonight, Texas, along with the Stanford Cardinal, both of those teams at plus 400. So if you believe the odds, the four teams with the best chance to win the College World Series from bracket one, Texas and Notre Dame from bracket two, Stanford and Arkansas. So not only are the Irish in Omaha, they are one of the favorites to take home the trophy. First things first, they have to take on a terrific offensive team in the Texas Longhorns. Melendez, their number three hitter, is an absolute pull hitter. He yanks everything, 32 homers, over 90 driven in. Probably will be, in most awards, the National Player of the Year. I believe he got one of those awards earlier today, the Dick Hauser Trophy. This guy is an absolute monster. He's the one guy in the lineup you do not want beating you. He had three hits and 12 trips to the plate in their Super Regional at East Carolina in those three games. A hit in each game, two of the three hits were home runs. I think Bertrand, his ability to throw that changeup on the outer half might get him to roll over because he is a pull guy. He yanks everything. Fastball away, he'll yank it into left field. Get him on that front foot with that changeup on the outer half. If you could dot it right at the knees, that would be perfect. But let's see if we can get Melendez to roll over because you know he will want to put on a show. He has enormous power. And, again, probably across the board, the national player of the year. Now, betting lines for Notre Dame and Texas tonight as of a couple of hours ago. In terms of the run line, if you take the Irish, you get plus one and a half runs at minus 165. So not a lot of juice there. If you want to go with Texas minus one and a half runs, that means they have to win by two to win this wager. You can get Texas at plus 125 on the money line. The Irish are the betting underdog tonight. Notre Dame. On the money line to win the game outright, you can more than double your money. The Irish are at plus 105. The Longhorns on the money line at minus 125. And the over-under for tonight's game has shifted from 10.5 now down to 9.5. If you believe the two teams will combine for over 9.5 runs, that's at minus 110. Under 9.5 runs is minus 120. I believe this game will go under due to Hansen and Bertrand pitching in this ballgame. Two really good offenses, but these are two outstanding starting pitchers. And you just have the feeling Bertrand, who didn't have his best stuff in Knoxville, the fastball command was not as sharp as normal for this left-hander. I think he's going to be locked in tonight. And I think this is going to be one of those 4-3 type ball games that will go right down to the wire in Omaha. So there you go. The Irish on the money line at plus 105. Texas on the money line at minus 125. So Texas, the betting favorite tonight in the matchup with the Fighting Irish in Omaha. If the Irish win tonight, they will play again Sunday night in prime time against the winner of the Oklahoma-Texas A&M game. And it is still the top of the eighth inning. And it is Oklahoma 12 
And Texas A&M 8, the Sooners looking to add on a little more insurance. This game was a blowout early. A&M is making it a game, but still trailing the Sooners by four. That is our first pitch for tonight. A little setup for tonight's Notre Dame-Texas College World Series game. We'll get to our Twitter question of the day coming up next on Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat from Sports Radio 960 WSBT. This is the Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat Twitter question of the day from Sports Radio 960 WSBT. at WSBT. I'm Darren Pritchett. Well, our Sports Beat Twitter question of the day yesterday. At a recent White Sox home game, the fans were a little upset with the way Chicago was playing. Big expectations this year. Some of the fans started chanting, Fire Tony, in reference to manager Tony La Russa. So, based on a few of those fans... Being upset at the manager of the White Sox, I posed this question yesterday on my Twitter account, at 960 Sportsbeat. Of these choices, what is the biggest reason why the Sox are off to a slow start in 2022? Coming in third place in the voting, injuries, 15.4%. I'm not big on blaming injuries. I know Lance Lynn was out. For two months, you had Juan Moncada missing the first month with an oblique. Eloy Jimenez has been out with a leg injury. But great teams have organizational depth. And if you lose a couple of key parts to your team, the depth of your organization should help offset that loss. I'm not saying... You're absolutely 100% going to replace Aloy Jimenez. No, that's not going to happen. But you need to have guys that can do a good enough job to hold the fort until the big-time player comes back. And I think that's a major hindrance for this White Sox team is organizational depth. So I'm just not going to pin their slow start on injuries. But 15.4% went with injuries. Second in the voting, why the White Sox are off to a slow start this year, 30.8% pointed the finger at manager Tony La Russa. Now, I'm the wrong guy to get into an argument about La Russa. I'm one of his biggest defenders. Now, I think he probably rode Larry Garcia a little too long, too high in the lineup. I think that is a fair argument that White Sox fans have made. This is a Hall of Fame manager, and he hasn't forgotten how to manage. Players have to perform. And it's not been an overly consistent offense, I think, for the White Sox so far this year. I just don't see how the number one reason why the Sox are off to a slow start is the manager. 30.8%. Do you really think if you change managers... They're going to start playing 600 baseball right away? Apparently so. I guess I'm asking the wrong question. I'm just not buying it. I think there are many more reasons why this team is not playing up to the level of expectation of everybody. 
But if you want to point it at Russo, you can, but I just don't think that's a good route to go. I'm with the majority. 53.8% say the reason why the Sox are off to a slow start is an underperforming roster. You look up and down this team, there are guys not performing at a level you would expect. Now, Michael Kopech was outstanding early on this season. He's been rock solid. Hopefully that knee's going to be okay. They need him desperately to be good down the stretch. Giolito's been okay. But offensively, I just feel like They've had too many underperforming players. Moncada came back from the oblique and really, really scuffled for a month. Abreu has not been Abreu, although I bet at the end of the year his numbers will be close to what you expect year in and year out from the first baseman. Luis Roberts been good, but not superstar good. Grandal hasn't hit a whole lot. So I agree with the majority here. The biggest reason why the Sox are off to a slow start, an underperforming roster, 53.8% clicked on that choice. We appreciate you checking out my Twitter question of the day on my Twitter account at 960 Sportsbeat. Today's question is posted. Today was the Notre Dame baseball team's win over number one Tennessee in Knoxville on Sunday to get to the College World Series, the biggest win by any of the main Notre Dame sports teams this year. I put main sports teams because I don't think we want to get into a debate about, I mean, fencing won a national championship. That is a fantastic achievement. They have done that for years. I just don't think trying to compare fencing to baseball is a very easy thing to do. So we're going to try to keep it mainstream. Soccer, basketball, hockey, softball, baseball, football. Was the Notre Dame baseball team's win over number one Tennessee Sunday to get to the College World Series the biggest win by any Notre Dame sports team this year? You can vote yes. You can vote no. You can do so right now on my Twitter account at nine six zero sports beat we look forward to your vote and we will check out the results later tomorrow when they wrap up on my twitter account at nine six zero sports beat more commentary from Notre Dame baseball coach link jarrett before the irish take the field against the texas longhorns in about an hour and 20 minutes how do you beat texas what about the texas offense how will this ballpark play Link Jarrett answered those questions before leaving for Omaha. Answers coming up in a moment, 538. I'm Darren Pritchett. This is Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat from Sports Radio 960 WSBT. A Michiana tradition continues. Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Here's your host, Darren Pritchett. 18 minutes in front of 6 o'clock, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. A couple of news and notes. We got a final score from Wrigley Field to report. The Braves had won 14 in a row. The Cubs had lost 10 in a row. Cubbies beat the Braves 1-0. The 10-game losing streak is over. The 14-game winning streak is over. Chris Morrell, a sacrifice fly for the Cubs in the bottom of the eighth inning. And the Cubs get out of a bases-loaded jam on the top of the ninth. And the Cubs beat the Braves by a score of 1-0. 
For Tiger fans, here's some very exciting news for you. Jeff Passan, the baseball insider for ESPN.com, reports that outfielder Riley Green, arguably the best prospect in baseball, will be called up to join the Detroit Tigers tomorrow. He would have made the opening day roster in Detroit had he not broken his right foot on the eve of the season. He is healthy right now, and according to Passan, Riley Green will be with the Detroit Tigers tomorrow, and he's going to be their full-time center fielder. Now, Green had that foot injury to start the year. He went to Lakeland, played in the Florida State League for a couple of games, got six at-bats, then 15 games with the Toledo Mudhens in the International League in AAA. In those 15 games, hit 274 with a 338 on base, the OPS at 725, a home run, six driven in. He had 14 strikeouts and 62 at-bats and also stole three bases. So another one of the young guns in Detroit. Right now with the big club, you've got Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green there. Tariq Skubal's been good in the rotation. Casey Mize done for a while with Tommy John's surgery. Matt Manning was injured. So a lot of the young guys have at least been in the Tiger uniform this year. Some unfortunately got injured. But Riley Green, one of the best prospects in the minors, according to Jeff Passan, is headed to Comerica Park, and he will play for the Detroit Tigers tomorrow and man center field. For the Irish baseball team, they are about 75 minutes away from taking the field in Omaha in the College World Series against the Texas Longhorns. The first game is still going, and the game started at 2 o'clock, so it's about 3 hours and 45 minutes in length, and it is still Oklahoma 12, Texas A&M 8 in the top of the ninth inning. These two teams are also in Notre Dame's four-team bracket. If the Irish beat Texas, they would play the winner of this game. If they lose to Texas, they will play the loser of that game, and it would be an elimination game for those two teams. We'll think positive, and hopefully the Irish will be playing Sunday night in prime time, it looks like, against the Oklahoma Sooners. So, Link Jarrett, a lot of experience at Omaha. Went there three times as a player at Florida State, was there as a dad last year watching his son play for North Carolina State. So what should the players expect playing in this colossal environment at the College World Series in Omaha? Here's Notre Dame head coach Link Jarrett. Well, I think it's in the lines of like Augusta some of the events that happen in the same spot every year. I think that mystique and how the city and the country embraces it, it makes it, this weekend is one of the best spectacles in athletics. The opening weekend in the College World Series is, it's amazing. The feel, as a player, as a parent, coach, the feel around the event, it's awesome. It's, it's amazing. Um, and because it's in Omaha, and you just say Omaha, and I think people know exactly what that's about. It's going to be there. It's in a obviously a more updated venue now that's really special. Um, you have eight teams. You have families, fans, the community, all right there in that bucket. And when you say Omaha, everybody knows exactly what it means. And when you walk in there, now we know what we're playing for. It's just very unique. 
Notre Dame baseball coach Link Jarrett. His team will take on the Texas Longhorns tonight. In this matchup in Omaha, Texas, the number nine overall seed in this NCAA tournament, the Longhorns, 47-20. and 20. They finished in a tie for fifth place in the Big 12. They finished behind Texas Tech, a team that Notre Dame beat twice down at the Georgia Southern Regional on their way to advancing to the Super Regional in Knoxville. And the Longhorns have a great offense. Melendez, their number three hitter, a guy you just want to avoid at all costs. 32 homers, 95 driven in. Dick Hauser Trophy Award winner today for the best player in college baseball. Texas probably will do a little more small ball than Tennessee. Tennessee was built to hit the ball out of the ballpark, do a lot of damage with the long ball. Texas can hit the long ball. They hit about 50 less home runs, but they'll steal another base or two, and they'll go first to third a little bit more. They'll use the gaps. But this is a Texas team that has a lot of really good offensive players and a pretty sound starting rotation. So Link Jarrett was asked, how do you beat the Texas Longhorns? You need Bertrand to be on his A game, and their right-handed lineup is it's physical. Um, it's a little more right-handed than Tennessee. And Tennessee had a little more mix. But JM needs to be better with his fastball command. And, you know, his breaking pitches need to have a little bit more depth. And his changeups has to be a factor against this lineup. And they do everything well. We may see more execution-oriented offense out of them than maybe a Tennessee. And Tennessee, the way they were built, the, the physicality of it, their, their game was a little different where – Texas may be a little bit more like us where you might see a little more bunt. They have guys that can run, I and mean, they have three or four guys that are just as good a hitter as college baseball will see. And um, it's a good, tough, right-handed group. So um, the JM's going to have to be on point, and I think his secondary pitch usage in conjunction with that fastball command, being to both sides and really – dialed in better than his last start. That's his key. And here's Link with a little more information on this Texas offense. They're scary. I mean, there's there's no way around it. And you're going to have a few jabs probably hit you in, if you just want to look at that game. It could happen. Um, you just want to play clean enough and good enough where the little jab doesn't turn into a, a punch that, that hurts you. Um, it's hard to play without a team that's that talented or a, a Tennessee stepping on some balls and doing some things that obviously they're very capable of doing. You just have to try to, to minimize the impact of what has happened before that blow is, is delivered. And then you know, we have to try to do exactly the opposite. Link Jarrett, Notre Dame baseball coach, named National Coach of the Year earlier today, an award given out by the National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association. The coach is named, or the National Coach of the Year trophy is named in honor of former Florida State head coach Mike Martin, who retired three years ago, was Link Jarrett's head coach at Florida State. Martin's son, Martin Jr., was just fired as Florida State head coach, and that's why there is a lot of conversation about maybe Link Jarrett might be pursued by Florida State for their head coaching vacancy. Now, the Omaha ballpark, we have witnessed 20 runs being scored in the first game of the College World Series, 12-8 Oklahoma in the ninth inning. The ball will carry, but the 
Power Alley's a little deeper in this ballpark, and I think this ballpark plays in favor of Notre Dame with Notre Dame's ability to use their athleticism, hit the ball in the gaps. I think their speed could be a major asset tonight in this ballpark. So Notre Dame probably is not going to be a team that's going to hit five or six home runs. I mean, they hit four against Tennessee, and that's really out of character. Notre Dame is more of that small ball team, again, Drawing walks, hitting the ball in the gap, stealing bases, moving runners along, doing your job. I think this ballpark could play in Notre Dame's favor. I am curious about one thing, and one of my Twitter followers brought this up, and it's worth watching. We'll see if this is, in fact, something we'll have to focus on. But early in the game, there could be some shadows, and that's not something we're used to in collegiate ballparks. Collegiate ballparks aren't big enough to have, I guess, parts of the stadium create shadows around home plate, but that could be the case tonight. And if you've ever hit in a situation where maybe the pitcher is in the shadows and you're in the sunlight or vice versa, it can affect you picking up the rotation of the baseball. With a curveball or a slider, you can see that dot that forms on the baseball that can tip you off to an off-speed pitch coming but you might not be able to see that due to the shadows. So I'm not sure how Omaha plays at 7 o'clock. We'll find out together. But it is something to keep in mind. Most of these teams don't play in big enough ballparks where really shadows are a factor that could be the case tonight. So that's my thoughts. I think this ballpark fits Notre Dame's offense well. Here's what Link Jarrett had to say about the ballpark where the College World Series takes place. There was a time where they said you couldn't hit a ball out of that place and the grass was slow, and there was a period of time where it it played huge and slow. Um, when I was there last year, I didn't sense it to the degree that I imagined sensing when I walked in there to watch JT. Um, in the Midwest, the wind is usually a factor. I think they get a lot of the same type wind elements that we deal with here. And it's a matter of then which way is that blowing? Because we've seen this. I think it's similar to this. We've seen this where you can stand at second base and you're not hitting the ball out. Now, we've also seen it where it seems like, man, in the regional last year, the ball was carried. So the extremes here may not be quite the extreme that we see, but... That wind is a factor, but then the the surface being thicker grass slows things down a little bit. Some of the comments of Notre Dame baseball coach Link Jarrett on the eve of the College World Series matchup between Notre Dame and Texas. Again, four teams in two brackets. It is Oklahoma, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, and Texas in one bracket. It is double elimination, basically just like the regional, the Irish took part in down at Georgia Southern. And the one team that comes out of that four-team group without two losses advances to the College World Series Championship Series, which is a best of three. And that team will take on the winner of the other bracket. So the Irish need to win tonight. You got to get into that winner's bracket in the first game. Otherwise, it is a tough chore getting all the way back into position to have a chance to play for the championship series. The Irish have a lot of pitching depth, but boy, that road can be taxing and will be taxing. 
So let's see if John Michael Bertrand can do the job tonight. He has been so good for the Irish since joining this program from Furman. He will oppose a really good Texas offense tonight. Opening pitch is at 7 o'clock in Omaha. I don't know if they'll change the start time because this Oklahoma-Texas A&M game is approaching the four-hour mark. Sooners have added a run in the ninth inning. It's now Oklahoma 13, Texas A&M 8. We'll have a Sports Center update coming up in just a couple of moments. Matt Harrell, Blackthorn Teaching Pro, is going to join me at 6.06 as we press on. Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on your home of the Fighting Irish Sports Radio 960 WSBT. It is eight minutes after six o'clock on your home of the Fighting Irish Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Darren Pritchett with you on this Friday night. Great to have you on board as we get set in just about an hour for the Irish baseball team taking on Texas at the College World Series. And the first game of the day continues. It's 13-8 Oklahoma, bottom of the ninth inning as they've been playing for over four hours in Omaha. Well, the College World Series is going on, and the U.S. Open is also taking place. Colin Morikawa has just taken the lead in the second round of the U.S. Open. He is at minus five for the golf tournament. Always great viewing when it is U.S. Open weekend. So we're going to talk some golf right now on Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Joining me right now is Matt Harrell, Blackthorn Golf Club teaching pro. Of course, Blackthorn in South Bend, Indiana. He is a teacher out at Blackthorn, and it's great to have Matt on the program. Matt, thanks for jumping on board. It's Darren. How are you today? Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thank you so much. I'm doing great. Thanks. I'm actually out here. It's a pretty nice day out. Yes, it is. It's been a beautiful day, and the golf course is in outstanding shape right now at Blackthorn Golf Club. Matt, let me just start by how long the game of golf has been important to you and why you decided to become a teacher? Uh, I've been playing golf all my life. My dad got me into it, and I went to school for teaching and uh, went to professional golf college out in San Diego and then moved back here in the last year and a half. And my old buddy Tim Firestone ended up buying Blackthorn, so called him up, and here I am teaching. So there's no other place I'd rather be. Now, I read you went to... Yeah, you went to New Prairie High School, and I think you just mentioned there you spent a lot of time out in California. What kind of drew you back to this area? Because, boy, there's some great golf out there in California. There is. I mean, right back here is basically shut down Los Angeles. So then I said, well, I'll go back home. Of course, it all worked out. But I turned pro when I was 20 uh, and then got injured before the event. And then I need to pay the bills and I did physical therapy. So then I started being a personal assistant. Now I'm finally dying Matt, you're cutting out just a little bit. I don't know if you're standing under a tree or something. Just want to point that out to you as we continue on here on Sportsbeat with Matt Harrell, Blackthorn Teaching Pro. Matt, when you got started teaching, what were some of the things that you definitely wanted to accomplish what are some of the principles of the golf swing that you felt like you had to bring to your teaching so 
the people that I've given lessons to, they've had great results, and I'm happy, so it's good. When I moved, first moved back here, uh, my partner, Randy Anderson, he was a teaching instructor out here. Um, he was a teacher, and that philosophy and mind gel really well. We got two different um, styles of teaching, but I mean, we teach the exact same method. So, you know, we're excited. Last year was good, and this year's even busier so far, now that we finally have some good weather. Matt, I tell you what, I'm going to have to call you back because you're really breaking a bad. We can't really hear you right now. So I'm going to take a break. I'm going to hang up and call you back and see if we can get a better connection. All right. So, it's probably because it's windy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So stand by. We're going to take a quick break. I'll see if I can reconnect with Matt, get a better connection, and we'll keep the golf conversation going. 612 at WSBT. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Warriors have had their ups and downs over the last three years. Their record in 2020 allowed them to have the second overall pick in the draft. They were that bad. But Golden State's scouting department is top-notch. The team has two of the greatest shooters of all time, and ownership has deep pockets. The NBA salary cap is right around $120 million a year. The Warriors' roster this year cost $346 million due to repeat luxury tax offenses. It's a massive advantage. In comparison, the Clippers had the second highest payroll, around $250 million this year. The Warriors had an elite roster with a top-tier coach and top-tier front office. So spending isn't the only reason this team is taking home the trophy. But with such a perfect blend of star power and depth, the Warriors look set to contend for years to come. And with the amount of chemistry this team has and money, other teams may have no choice but to outspend Golden State in order to compete. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Callaway's Chrome Soft isn't just better for the better players, it's better for everyone. Starting with our best-selling regular Chrome Soft, golfers get better feel, more distance, and incredible forgiveness. For better players looking for workability, Chrome Soft X gives you excellent spin consistency and tour-level greenside control. And finally, Chrome Soft XLS delivers lower spin on longer shots, firmer feel, yet high spin around the greens. Learn more, find your golf ball today at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. And now, a message from Discover about real rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that you actually want and something that you can actually use, something like cashback match. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, because when it comes to rewards, you can't go wrong with cash back. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. 614 at Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues. Darren Pritchett with you on this Friday evening, joined by Matt Harrell, Blackthorn Golf Club teaching pro. We've reconnected with Matt, and I'm just going to go ahead and re-ask my last question once again so we can get Matt's answer. And, Matt, what I was asking you was, when you got into teaching, what were a couple of the things that you really wanted to focus on in teaching the golf swing to people that – came to work with you. And it looks like we're still having some difficulties because we do not hear Matt at all right now. Let's see. Matt, can you hear me? Yep, now I can hear Hello? you. Go right ahead. Yes. No, I said my philosophy is basically use your core muscles to swing the club. And then the arms, they just kind of flow with them. If you do that, you tap the energy and you get so much more power than you've ever so that's kind of why I teach that way. It's, you're not tired at the end of the round. You hit it farther than you ever did, and you're a lot more. 
So my partner here, Ricky Anderson, the other teaching instructor, we teach the same way. We have the same method. And happy to come aboard once we got back. So it's just going great. It's just been really well. And everybody seems to be pleased with our results. Matt, is it fair to I love to teaching s- because I like seeing people get better. Yeah, absolutely. I hope this isn't a really strange question, but you have your golf swing. What you teach, is it in your golf swing? Well, I try to be. <laughs> do it, but I mean, you know, it, it, it depends on the day, I guess. Hmm. Matt Harrell is our guest, Blackthorn Teaching Pro, as he joins us on WSBT Radio. I read a bio about you and the time you spent out in California teaching a lot of people out there. You even had some celebrities that you taught. Can you name drop it all? Maybe a couple of people that we might be familiar with that you help teach the game of golf out in California. Well, that's when I was. I was once I after I turned pro, I injured my wrist by hitting a tree root. I had to do physical therapy for a year, so then I needed I needed a job besides teaching. So then I also did a personal assistant, and then that took, ended up taking a lot of my time. So I worked from I worked for Prince and Steven Tyler and Lindsay Lohan and Ariana Grande, and even though I didn't teach in golf, that's what I did there. But now that I'm back in the golf business full time, that's been the real joy with everything. Back at Blackthorn, here's my home, teaching with Randy, and just you know enjoying the all right you're kind of cutting out once again here we'll try to keep the the conversation going so i'm just wondering with the u.s open going on this week can you give me a couple of golfers that are active right now that you really enjoy watching swing the golf club week in and week out on the pga tour or whatever tour they're playing on since we have other choices now Right, it has been it has become quite different with the whole uh, live tour. But I mean, I always like watching Rory swing. Swing is so fluid and powerful. You know, I just want him to be able to play as well on Sunday as he does on Thursday. Um, he's always one I keep an eye on. I love John Rahm. Everybody, you know, it's hard to not like him. And then I would say probably me. My favorite would be Justin Thomas. It's just yeah. athletic ability. You know, generating all the power that you can what you have and that's that's how I got his swing and Rory's swing the most yeah when Rory yeah when Rory's swinging the ball or swinging the club on time and he is hitting the ball as fluid as ever he is really really difficult to beat and he's in contention right now for the U.S. Open so Matt as a teaching pro is it any more difficult to teach someone that's left-handed? I know we've all heard the story that Phil Mickelson is right-handed, but he swang, he swings the golf club left-handed because he could stare at his dad and basically do the same thing that he was doing. Right. So is it more difficult to teach someone that's left-handed? No, not at all. I mean, the swing is the same. It's just you're standing on a different side of the ball. Basically, that's it. You know? Everybody that's, it doesn't, the right hand, left hand doesn't matter. If you're a beginner, if you're, you know, a specialist trying to make it on the tour, you work with all, you work with everybody, everybody from every level. So that's what makes it fun. We do our junior camps out here. So we really get a variety of the people that we teach, and that, that makes it fun for us. 
I think everybody loves to hit the long ball, get out the driver and, and you know, hit it hard down the fairway. And I've heard a lot of different people, Matt, give different reasonings or different ways of people hitting golf balls. You, you want to go out and you want to work on your swing. Some people say start with the wedge and just kind of get the flow of your golf swing. Others say start with the driver. I'm just kind of curious what you tell your students to do when they arrive on the driving range. What should be the first club they start hitting? It depends on the student. If they're a junior, kids, they don't want to long ball like a So, you have to Otherwise, they're going to be bored. They're not going to want to play golf. So we want them hitting the driver because they go as far. It's fun to watch. It's fun to hit. And they love it. So with adults, I'd start more with them. Just, you know, only for the swimming. As you progress and get better and more comfortable, then you go to a water club or a longer club, and you keep gradually, you know, getting back up to the driver. But this game is 100 yards and in. If you're going to come 100 yards and in, you're going to be a good player. And that's what most people don't focus on that they really should. And that's exactly. So we work on chipping, we work on cutting, everything. From short game, hard yards in, to anything long, you know, bombs with the environment that everybody loves. You read my mind, Matt, because that's what, exactly what I was going to ask you next is the short game. Within 100 yards of the hole, we cost ourselves a lot of strokes. And if you have a really good short game, you can really improve as a golfer rather quickly. I'm wondering, how often does someone come out for a short game lesson, or is that something you steer them toward? Well, I definitely steer everyone towards it because nobody spends as much time on the short game as they should. But that's where you really, like you said, either have a great game or save a bad game that's going on. So, um, you know, a lot of people, have, they actually come out and say, man, I can't chip, you know, with anything. And chipping is one of the easiest parts of the game. If you have problems chipping around the greens or you're sculling it or hitting it fat, I mean, usually the way that we teach is, I mean, it solves it in literally 10 minutes. And, you know, if I see someone having struggling, I'll walk over and I'll go, hey, give me three minutes. And then by the time we're done, I'm like, damn, this is the easiest. I, I wish I would have done this 10 years ago. Hmm. Because it's, if you do it right, it's really simple. But the 100 yards and in, that's where you make it. That's where it all happens. That's where, you know, you either win or lose it. Matt, I'd just like to get your thoughts on something that I think can help, whether you're an average golfer or taking the game serious. I think so many people, Matt, play the game of golf without really having clubs that fit them properly. Compared to where we were 25 years ago, these clubs can be set up to really enhance each golfer. I think the day's maybe two decades ago where you went to your favorite sporting goods store and you bought the clubs and you just hit them. I mean, those days are long gone. Or should I say, if you do that, you're way behind because I think you're even involved in fitting out at Blackthorn. You guys can do some really good things to the golf club to set up people to have a better chance to hit the golf ball more, uh, I guess, solidly. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, we, we do custom club fitting every single day out here usually. I mean, so many people are doing it now because they're understanding the benefits of it and they're seeing how fast they improve with it. I mean, once you have the basics down to swing, you know, the mechanics down, you have to have clubs that fit you. I mean, clubs, clubs don't fit everybody the same. There's people, you know, from four foot to six, ten. I mean, you know, what we do here is we have the foresight GC and that thing, it's, it's amazing. 
So we sent people with that to get see everything from their spin rates, their launch angles, to how far they hit it, their carry, all the ball speed, club speed, I mean, everything. And that is really an tool that a lot of people haven't been able to use. Sure, they never used it the last 20 years because it really didn't exist up until the last few. But it's one of the, I mean, it's, to me, it's the top of the line um, simulator and pulse tracker. But it just tells you every single thing. It actually shows you what yep. your club is doing at the moment of impact. And it helps us fit the players and anyone, whether it's, you know, a junior or, like I said, a seasoned pro trying to make it. But close hitting that we do, I mean, we're so busy doing it, it's really, if you're not doing it, you're behind, just like you said. Yeah. But it's, it, I would 100% recommend it because it just makes the game easier. Because you never want to play bad golf with, you know, clubs that aren't helping. I mean, if you want to play bad golf, at least you want it to be your fault, not the clubs, right? Yeah. <laughs> Matt, I'm just wondering from your experience playing so many different golf courses, what type of challenge do we have here in South Bend with the layout at Blackthorn Golf Club? Well, Blackthorn is, I mean, I've played all over the world, and Blackthorn has still been my absolute favorite course. And I'm not just saying that. I mean it. From the way the maintenance crew keeps it in perfect shape all the time to the layout of the golf course and the design, it's it's absolutely a gem of stuff. I mean, it's a gem. I always say it's like the best course in the Midwest, and one of them. And it's definitely trying to, I mean, to me, it's my favorite. But it's one of the best courses in the Midwest as well. If you haven't been out to Blackthorn, you really haven't experienced golf. I mean, we have some great courses out here. we got some great public courses out here. It sets itself apart from everything else. There's nothing that really compares. Mm. And it doesn't matter which level you are. Whether you're great or you're trying to be great. Blackthorn is just, it's, it's as good as it gets. Well said. Hey, I'd just like to get your thoughts on your experience as a fan watching the U.S. Open through the years. I love the U.S. Open from the standpoint, for one week every year, par is a great score, and mentally and physically, these guys are challenged for 18 holes over four days. I just love the challenge the USGA brings to the world's best each and every year. I'd kind of like to get your thoughts on watching the U.S. Open, the way the USGA sets up this golf course for their national championship, and just over how much you enjoy watching the U.S. Open. And I think we lost Matt, unfortunately. Oh, there we go. Matt, you're back now. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. We lost you for a second. I love the U.S. Open. I mean, the U.S. Open is my is my second favorite major tournament. Masters is my favorite, but that's a different kind of tournament. Yep. But the way the U.S. the way the PGA sets up the U.S. Open and how tough it is and how long the grass is and the level of difficulty and the way the greens are. I mean, you know, the courses that they play the U.S. Open on are incredible, and I and I mean that. But you know, the level of difficulty you don't even really watch it. You can't even tell on TV. So. You know, the, the, to see the pros have to fight their way through it and struggle and get back and, you know, good and bad shots and recover, that's kind of fun because it kind of makes every golfer kind of relate to, oh, I've been in the rough like that, <laughs> you know. So it, it's, I think it's, probably, it's the best tournament. It's, it's the hardest tournament, I think, the way they set it up. But it's fair. And whoever plays the best, Matt, let's wrap up our conversation for people that play the game of golf, are interested in improving their game, getting a lesson. Uh, how can they get in touch with you and get a lesson from you out at Blackthorn? 
Well, they can, they would, I would love to have them come out. I mean, have them, there's a, there's a website, blackthornegolfacademy.com, and they can call us on their phone number there, and, we, you know, we can get them out here, Father Randy Anderson and myself, and we'll get them fit for clubs that they need, and working on, well, get to work on the short game, get it to where it's not so hard, because it doesn't have to be so hard if you do it yep. the right way. And they'll finally take golf in a way that makes it more fun and enjoyable, and will improve, and they'll love it for the rest of their life. Because golf is more unlike others, where you can play until, you know, you're hungry, basically. But come out to Blackthorn if you want to enjoy a beautiful day, and have someone, you know, break down the way golf should be played, and make it a little bit easier on you, so you're not, you know, having such a nice time when you're on the course. But it's, <laughs> I would urge anyone to come out, and they won't regret it. Well, the facility for practice is as good as any in the area. We highly encourage you to head out to Blackthorn and check out the website, website blackthorngolfacademy.com. Matt, good catching up with you once again. We'll see you out at Blackthorn really soon. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. You bet. Thank you. Matt Harrell, Blackthorn Teaching Pro again, blackthorngolfacademy.com to learn more about what Matt does and get a lesson from Matt. I think you will be highly impressed. 629 at WSBT. Summer starts here at the St. Joseph County 4-H Fair, coming July 1st through the 9th, featuring daily entertainment, fair rides, animals, and that delicious fair food. Fair admission is only $5. Children 8 and under, free. Free parking, too. Pre-sale ride wristbands available online at 4hfair.com or at select Martin Supermarket locations. The summer starts here, July 1st through the 9th, at the St. Joseph County 4-H Fair. Hi, I'm Brock Zolman. Did you know that Zolman's Best One Tire and Auto Care offers comprehensive services for your vehicle? Yes, Zolman's does brake service. Yes, Zolman's does alignments. Yes, Zolman's does oil changes. Yes, Zolman's does scheduled maintenance. Yes, Zolman's does auto repair. Yes, Zolman's does engine diagnostics. And yes, Zolman's does tires. Serving you and your family for three generations with six convenient locations in Michiana. Zolman's Best One Tire and Auto Care or go to ZolmanTire.com. If your family is craving pizza and looking for an affordable yet delicious casual dining option, head to Barnaby's of Mishawaka or Granger. Mike Lane and his staff work hard every day to serve you. You'll love Barnaby's one-of-a-kind pizza, their plentiful sandwiches from the beef bar, along with homemade soups, salads, and appetizers. Dine in or order carryout from one of their two locations, Mishawaka Barnaby's at the corner of Grape and Edison or Barnaby's of Granger at the corner of Capitol and Cleveland. And Barnaby's of Twin Branch is making progress. Stay tuned. Hip pain, knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, it sucks the fun out of living. QC Kinetics is helping people here get the fun back with advanced regenerative treatments from local medical professionals. Regenerative medicine is the hottest thing going. It's basically taking growth factors with healing properties from your own body, highly concentrated, then putting them into your aching joints. This exciting in-office non-surgical treatment can repair and restore damaged tissue in your joints, giving you real lasting relief. 
relief from pain. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in these cutting-edge all-natural options, and the patient satisfaction reports are incredible. They have over 100 clinics nationwide, including right here. Yes, you can get real relief from pain with no surgery, no drugs, no downtime. Stop putting it off. Call QC Kinetics now to learn more about regenerative medicine and get a totally free in-office consultation. Call 574-7-NO-PAIN. That's 574-7-NO-PAIN. Located in Mishawaka, 574-7-NO-PAIN. Uh, hey, Dad? Cool if I change this? They may not get each other's music, but they can both get a COVID-19 booster shot because the CDC recommends booster shots for people 12 years and older after completion of a primary series. Schedule an appointment as soon as you are eligible. Sponsored by BioNTech and Pfizer. Welcome back to the quickest podcast ever, brought to you by Kohl's. Today's topic, Father's Day deals. Dads can be tough to shop for. Not at Kohl's. I got my dad a shirt for just $11.04. Okay, that is pretty great. It gets better. You can take an extra 15% off already amazing deals, like 20% off grilling tools, and, not to mention, 25% off Under Armour gear. All right, I'm sold. Oh, and you can save even more with a Kohl's card. More style and more savings? On my way there now. Select styles, 15% off ends June 19th. Under Armour coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. So store or Kohl's are for details. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. You know me, I'm a huge football fan, but it can be stressful for us super fans. So Progressive is going to help take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how your team threw the wrong ball on the wrong net, just think about how Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Well, hope this distraction about Progressive's Home Court Explorer was helpful. It sure helped me from stressing about my team for a bit. Anyway, go sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Welcome back to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Well, the Fighting Irish baseball team getting set to take on the Texas Longhorns in their first game of the College World Series in Omaha Friday night at 7 o'clock. It's the first time the Irish have been to the College World Series since Paul Maneri led Notre Dame to Omaha back in 2002. And the retired LSU head coach and former Notre Dame head coach joins me here on WSBT Radio. Coach, thank you so much for your time this evening. How are you? Darren, it's great to talk to you. And I want to say that when you say those words about the College World Series and Notre Dame fighting Irish in the same sentence, boy, does that bring back memories and, and fond memories. It makes me feel really good. Coach, I know you enjoyed that moment winning the College World Series at LSU, and, and nothing replaces winning a national championship. But I would have to imagine still very close to your heart was that magical run in 2002, getting the Irish to Omaha. Oh, Darren, let me tell you, winning a national championship was wonderful, and it's something that nobody can ever take away from you. But I've said it, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. The most special thing for me in my coaching career was taking Notre Dame to the College World Series. And it always will be because of several factors, mostly because of the wonderful young men that we had on that team that year, knowing that we were representing a university that I love, Notre Dame. And, and also people didn't think we could do something like that. And to be able to show that anything is possible if you believe in yourself and are willing to work at it, I think uh, those factors together just made that, that experience the most special experience of my coaching life. 
Well, Coach, you provided us so many great memories when you were here at Notre Dame. And as the years passed after you left, I began to wonder if something like we saw this year was ever going to happen again. I'm a very positive person, but I just started to wonder, would that magic ever come back? And sure enough, Paul, here we are 20 years later getting ready to watch the Irish in Omaha once again. Link Jarrett, third-year head coach of this Fighting Irish baseball team, he has brought back that magic that you had here in South Bend. I know you've had the chance to get to know Link a little bit. What is it about him that you think has worked so well within this Notre Dame program? I've watched the program very close, Darren. Of course, my son, Nick, who is still employed at Notre Dame in the Academic Services for Student-Athletes office, he was Link's academic advisor for his first two years, for Link's first two years. So my son Nick provided an awful lot of his good advice to Link and helped him. And because my son was so involved, I wanted to help Link as well. I would have helped anybody. But uh, I reached out and congratulated Link when he first got the job. I sent him a really lengthy text message, and about 10 seconds later, he called me. And I think we, we, we got to know each other in that first phone call. He asked for a lot of advice. He asked a lot of questions. And I tried to do my best to try to help him with the transition from where he was to a university as unique and as special as Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's, Notre Dame is not an easy job in college baseball because of where it's located and the weather conditions and so forth the academic standards, the costs, and, and so forth. But I explained to Link when I talked to him that forget about all of those things. You're at the most special place in the country, and you'll, you'll overcome all of those things if you have the right attitude, and it's got to be a positive attitude, that you refuse to make excuses, and that when you, when you take a positive attitude and refuse to make excuses, then, then that's sending a message to the players, and that's the way that they'll be. And, and you're going to attract really good kids there, and, and if they have the right attitude, anything is possible. And that's the one thing that we proved during our time there for 12 years, that positive attitude, believing, hard work, you can, you can be right up there with the best programs in the country. Well, Coach, I'm glad you mentioned that you reached out to Link when he got the job over three years ago because we had a media session with Link Jarrett earlier today before they hopped on the plane for Omaha, and he referenced that initial conversation that he had with you. I'm going to play the sound. I hope technically everything goes well that you can hear this, but I want our listeners to also hear what Link had to say about our guest, Paul Maneri. When I got the job, he called me, and Nick, his son, is our academic advisor. So before I ever got here, Paul was like, I'm going to tell you some of the things I think you need to know as you enter Notre Dame. And we talked. I sat in a little Starbucks near my house in North Carolina for 40 minutes, and I literally was, like, writing things down. And some of the stuff, 100%, I agreed with and did. There were a few things I said, that's probably, I didn't tell him, but that's probably not my style of doing it. And every coach has to have his style. But his continued, and that was call one, his continued advice on how to navigate some of the things that make Notre Dame very special but very unique, he, he guided me. And now you're 20 years later, 
the number one team. I think theirs was the number one team. Yeah. And you look at that banner, and there's that blank bottom of it where it looks like that you should and will, you're going to plug 2022 right in there under the other two. And it's meant to be. It's fitting. And Paul had a hand in it probably more than he realizes. Well, there you go, Coach. You heard Link say there that you had more to do with this than you could probably imagine. Just your thoughts in hearing that. Well, it, it, it put goosebumps all over my spine, to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's very rewarding to for him to say those things or to feel those things. And all I really wanted to do was help because I love Notre Dame and I wanted to see Link be successful. I wanted him to be successful, not just – not just for Notre Dame or not because I like Link, but for all of the former players that played for me, Darren, that were so proud of the program and how they had had developed that program into one of the great programs in the country. And, you know, the last 10 or so years, things haven't gone as well as we all would have hoped for Notre Dame in the baseball program. And that hurt me and it hurt all the former players that played for me. So, we all wanted to see this happen again, and I just really wanted to help, you know, and if, if Link felt that it was valuable information, then that makes me feel great. But let's not make any mistake about it. All the credit goes to Link and the current players and, and its staff because they're the ones that did it. They're the ones that believe they could do it, and I, I love watching their team. They remind me so much. Of, of the teams that I had when I coached at Notre Dame. And what, it, what I mean by that is that you can see the self-confidence, you can see the poise and the composure that their team demonstrates. They have talent both on the mound and at the position players, offensively and defensively. And Link obviously coaches with a very aggressive attitude and a very co- showing a lot of confidence in the players. And it, it just kind of reminds me of the way that our program was many years ago. And, you know, we, I love watching them, and I think they have a chance to do special things. They've already done special things, and they may, they may take it all the way to the final wire. Wow. Coach, can you put into perspective for Irish fans the accomplishment of this team beating the team that they beat on their home field last weekend, number one Tennessee? Well, you know, in our in the league that I've been in the last 15 years, that, that's what it's like every weekend, mm. whether you're going to Starkville, Mississippi, whether you're going to Oxford, Mississippi, whether you're going to Texas A&M, whether you're going to Auburn, Alabama. It, it doesn't matter, Florida, et cetera. Mm. Every place you go is a, is a tremendous challenge. But I had no doubt, if if you go back and look at the interviews that I was doing last week before the Super Regionals in Baton Rouge, I was the one guy predicting that Notre Dame was going to go to Tennessee and beat Tennessee. (laughs) And And it wasn't really just wishful thinking. You know, I think I know this game. And what I saw in that Notre Dame team was a team that was not going to be intimidated by the environment. As, as tough as the environment was and as good as that other team was, I honestly believe that Notre Dame could beat those guys. And, and it was no small accomplishment, I can tell you that, because Tennessee has great players. Their entire starting rotation is going to be on USA Collegiate National Team this summer. Mm. Uh, they can hit. 
it's a very hostile environment with the crowd. But but I just knew that Notre Dame could handle it. And they showed tremendous poise. They played great, obviously, and they and they believed in themselves and they made it happen. You know, Paul, I was thinking about this the other day. I have not been around Link as much as I was around you when you were the head coach of Notre Dame. And I'm sure there's a lot of similarities between you two, but one really stands out. And I mean this sincerely. When I was listening to Link Jarrett today talk to the media passionately about his team, it reminded me of you. You always were the type of person when you said something people bought into it. They believed in what you were saying because you were emotional, you were passionate, you could be stern, you could be red-faced one moment and then give a guy a hug the next moment. And Link's kind of got that same persona to me that he just has a way to motivate the guys and people believe in him. And I think you guys have that same similarity. I'm Not every coach has that particular characteristic, Coach. Well, that's a nice compliment. Thank you, Darren. Well, you know, everybody has to coach the way that they know how to do it best. And Link is is not going to do everything the way I do it, and I didn't do everything the way Skip Bertman did it. And Everybody has their own personality and the things that they believe in. But the one thing that I always felt thought coaching, the goal of coaching was to get the best out of the player. Not every player was an All-American caliber player. Not every player – was capable of playing the major leagues, but everybody had a role on that team. And my job as the coach was to get each player to fulfill their potential. And when you added all of those pieces of the team together, it, 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 it resulted in having a winning team. So once you, you know, there's so many factors in coaching, Darren, you have to, number one, you have to recruit. Number two, you have to select which players you believe in. You have to coach them on the field and, and get them their skills to the level that you need them to be. But then you also have to inspire and motivate them. And sometimes you motivate them by challenging them, and sometimes you motivate them by telling them how much you believe in them. And, and I think coaches that, that are capable of, of balancing all of those different things are the ones that are going to be most successful. And if, if I had those qualities, uh, or if, you, if, they're perceived, that I, if you perceive that I had those qualities, I appreciate that because I perceive that Link has those qualities as well. Two final questions for you, Coach. Number one, I'd love to get your reaction when you saw the Notre Dame team in Knoxville come out with the 2002 College World Series banner. Oh, Darren, uh, I've had a lot of great experiences in my life. I'm so blessed, okay? But when I was watching that game all by myself, sitting in my little theater room at my home in Baton Rouge, when, when, they got the, when they turned the double play to end the game, I literally threw both fists up in the air and screamed at the top of my voice, yes, they did it, you know. And, it, and emotionally, it, was, it affected me in, a, in, a, in an unbelievable way. But when they came out there with that flag, with the 2002 College World Series that, that we had flown up above the, the field at Frank X Stadium, I can't, I'm not ashamed to tell you I lost it. You know, I just started crying like a little baby because it meant so much to me and those players from my team, okay, that, that we had not been forgotten, number one. But what really impacted me 
was in this in this world sometimes that we see where people only think about themselves and they're selfish and they don't don't want to recognize history and tradition here's a group of kids that clearly were showing that the history and tradition of the program was not only something that they recognized but that they celebrated and that that meant a lot to me and and it shows that that the leadership that Link is showing to that team is making these kids care about the right stuff. They're playing for the name on the front of their jersey, not the name on the back of their jersey. We found out today apparently the senior class has passed it down to the next class pretty much every year since 2002. So this is something that's been established within the program. That is the standard. And I guess Spencer Myers had the flag and brought it down to Knoxville. And then from there we saw on the field, which was just absolutely awesome. Perfect, perfect way to end the day. And finally, Coach, just you have so much experience going to Omaha with Notre Dame and, of course, with LSU. If you could offer a piece of advice to the players, it sounds like as a player it can be overwhelming. There's a lot of people pulling at you. There's a lot of pomp and circumstance. If you could say a word or two to the Notre Dame players about what they're about to experience, what type of advice would you give them? Well, first of all, the, the advice I would give them is the same advice I gave every team I ever took to Omaha. And that is to enjoy the experience. It's a, it possibly is a once-in-a-lifetime experience for them. The College World Series is probably the, the coolest event in all of college athletics. And they're going to be a part of it. Nobody will ever be able to take that away from them. They, they, but they also need to calm down and realize that it's just a baseball game. You know, the, 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 the uh, bases are still 90 feet apart. The mound's still 60 feet, six inches away. And the other teams are just teams. They're not superhuman. They're just, they're just young kids like, like we are. So just go out there and do the things that come natural to you. Have fun. Let it rip. Don't, don't play afraid. And if they do that, I think they have the talent to, to beat anybody. Coach, you're going to be there rooting on the Fighting Irish. I'm as excited about that as anything else. And I know this place still means the world to you, and I just think that's really cool. A lot of coaches, once they leave a place, that's kind of it. But Notre Dame was always in your blood. It always will be, and I know the fan base always appreciates that. Well, thank you for saying that, Darren. You know, the 12 years that I was a coach at Notre Dame, I've told you many times, were as special as any time in my life. I really never envisioned leaving Notre Dame, and there was just that one opportunity yeah. that I thought I, I should take. And uh, the, the wonderful thing about coaching is you don't have to be monogamous in your love. You know, I've loved every school that I've worked, the United States Air Force Academy, Notre Dame, and LSU. So now that I'm retired, I can pretty openly express my affection for Notre Dame without making too many people mad. <laughs> well, hey, they all three made the NCAA tournament this year. Air Force had a pretty good go as well. So, it was... hey, Darren, they all won a they all won a game on the same day in the NCAA tournament. You know how proud that made oh, me. Oh, that's incredible. That is awesome. Well, Coach, have a wonderful time in Omaha, and again, thanks for all you've done for Notre Dame baseball and hearing you spend the time with Link, giving him some advice. I mean, it kind of sets the stage for all these things that have happened. So, again, thank you for what you do. Thank you for your time as always. 
and go Irish this weekend. All right, Darren. Sounds good. I'll be there rooting them on. All right, Coach. Thank you so much.